Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are listening to Canadian Gothic, a series by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello listeners and welcome to the next volume in Nighttime's listener-led Encounters with Creeps series. If you haven't heard the prior episodes in this series, a long time ago I asked listeners to share stories of the times that they had the unpleasant experience of encountering a creep. And those stories, they didn't stop coming in. And ever since then, Madeleine Klein and I have been doing our best to make sense of each and every one. And tonight, we're going to present the ninth volume of listener-contributed Encounters with Creeps. We got a creep with soup in a theater. We're gonna hear about a naked man that watched children swim. And we'll talk about the security guard who is mistaken for a famous cowboy by a creep. So let's not waste any time here and let's get into another round of your encounters with creeps. Ms. Madeleine Klein, it's an exciting night and I think you know why. Oh, always. It's our favorite episodes. Uh, yeah, and that's why we're. I think we said we'll do one a month. We'll do one a month. I think this is our second in three weeks. Something like that. Could, um, could be two. Yeah. Not and, not last time, but the time before. But yeah, and last time we did the inmate dating profiles, which is not very far removed from this. So yeah, we're stuck on creeps. I can't help it. But before we get into it. I want to first comment on the side, the sign behind you. I see head of cabbage. I know that sign has been uh, tracking your upcoming baby's size and weight or mass in relation to foods. How does it feel to have a head of cabbage in your belly? Uh, a little heavy. It's a two pound head of cabbage. So it's, it's definitely different. Um, getting up from bed and the couch is hard. And because I was just running late just now, when I'm like in a hurry, I always like skip a step on the stairs. Mm. I, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, ow. <laughs> you take advantage of every step at this point in the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, oh, oh, I shouldn't. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> hmm. uh, you're someone who often says what's on your mind. You're not. Uh, yeah. Again, you've been referred to as no shame, Madeleine. You don't suffer fools, I think is another way maybe you could say it. Do you find like your um, do you find your patience being reduced at all, mm. given what you're doing? Not any more than usual. I'm a pretty oh, okay. impatient person, as always. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like the baseline um, unpregnant was that's uh, right. No, I'm you know what? I'm I consider myself very lucky because not only am I not, to my knowledge, moody. My husband may have a different answer. I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, I like I feel pretty good. Um, like I haven't missed a day of work in probably eight or nine weeks. Wow. Um, well, I did have a job change and now I actually like my job. So that could be why too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I have no cravings. I have no aversions. I, hmm. I'm not throwing up all the time anymore. So that's fabulous. I feel pretty normal. Okay. Except okay. for this two-pound head of gut. cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, we're all very excited for you. And in fact, throughout the spoiler alert, throughout the episode tonight, we're going to hear uh, a creep story mixed with a uh, discussion about uh, excitement for your upcoming arrival, which is kind of an interesting uh, co- uh, interesting bit of contrast in a voice memo. But before we get to it, what's new with you? What's going on? Oh, I was thinking about the dreaded question all day today and nothing. I, tr- I try not to build it up. No news is good uh, news. Okay. Well, there's no amazing news. There's no bad news. I'm just kind of riding the wave, hanging out. Um, uh, I've been very lazy lately. I haven't done okay. much. <laughs> Me too. That's all good. Um, no judgment here. I'll give you something to comment on. You're in Saskatchewan. I know very little about Saskatchewan, but I got a glimpse of, I guess, the heart and soul of the people of Saskatchewan today. So I, I talk a lot and follow the bizarre story of Queen Romano Digilo, who's the um, woman from Victoria, BC, who became like an online kind of presence, uh, claiming to be the true queen and leader of Canada. She basically started a cult uh, of people driving around the country in an RV, uh, thinking that they rule the government or something like that. And they've kind of gone from province to province over the last throughout the pandemic basically Uh, i saw a video today they were in somewhere in rural saskatchewan uh, and basically the people ran queen romana and her cult out of town screaming and basically just saying get the hell out of here uh that was pretty cool what did you think seeing your uh, fellow province members run her out oh i when you tagged me in that tweet i could not stop laughing mm-hmm. it's like this is so saskatchewan mm-hmm. and so Look. warranted because like yeah. someone else said we have our own nonsense to deal with <laughs> like <laughs> we don't need anymore <laughs> yeah i i got a good kick out of that but uh let's get into a more serious discussion before we get into the creep stories i often start with a like a modern day creep but we got something a little different i got a piece of listener feedback by way of an email that i thought was quite shocking this relates to our last episode last time we spoke as you know we did the uh, inmate dating profiles and i don't think i ever considered who may be listening to that but listen to this email i got from a listener of that prior episode says, Dear Jordan and Madeline, I just listened to your Want to Date a Prison Inmate podcast today, and I love the episode. Well, I hated it too. Here's why. Many moons ago, when I was a young teenager, I was approached by an Indonesian man claiming to be a modeling scout. To make a long story short, he drugged and sexually assaulted me to some degree. Probably took pictures of it too. Does this story sound familiar yet? Well, All these years later, the thought of this man and what he had done popped into my head and I've always wondered, what was his name? Guess what it was? Selva Sabaya. I was the 14 year old. It's been about an hour since I listened to the segment about Selva and emotions are starting to bubble to the surface. I guess I can't sweep it under the rug forever. It's been 30 plus years though. Anyway, I wanted to thank you for this episode. I wanted to thank you for naming this so I can now stop wondering who he actually was and maybe finally truly deal with what he's done to me and to all the other women. I'm glad he got up in prison, but his bruises healed. Mine, however, have not. I look forward to hearing more of your stories. Cheers. So what do you think of that? The way I audibly gasped when I read that, Mm -hmm. like it just goes to show you never know who's listening. Mm -hmm. And 
it's is this a good example of what a small world it is i don't know i i, I thought about that i i've responded to the author of that email and i said i don't know if it's a small world or if it's the fact that Selva Sabaya had so many victims. If we remember, if I remember correctly, he he had charges related to like thirty of them, thirty of victims or something. But investigators expected the true number to be somewhere in the thousands. So I'm That's just right. thinking, if he had thousands, thousands of victims, yeah, the, it becomes a bit less of a small world story. But I guess uh, in when we did that episode, never did I consider that one of his victims was, you know, just listening and taking that in. Um, but I thank them for, I thank them personally in, in a message, but on air, I will thank them for sharing uh, their response to that. Cause that is pretty crazy. And I'm, gl I'm glad insane. they, yeah. And I'm glad they supported us naming the effort and I'm glad they, uh, well, yeah, I guess I'll, I will say I'm glad they are okay with him getting, effed up in prison because you were as well if i remember correctly. oh totally on board no <laughs> one deserves it more yeah um so screw you selva sabaya and all the best to uh every one of his victims that are getting through what uh what he put them through but um we're going to get into a collection of creep stories tonight that are I guess like way lighter versions of Selva Sabaya's. Um, when you look at these story, when you listen to these stories that we do on the Creep Encounter series, oftentimes they're like they end positively because you know, I, I guess if they didn't, not end positively, they just end without uh, too much trauma enough that they're that the victims are comfortable or the experiencers are comfortable writing in. Um, but I think like the idea of starting with a modern day creep that's in the news or something like feedback to the Salva Sabaya story, I think it maybe just gives a bit of context of how close these everyday encounters that we hear about are to, you know, when it really goes south. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I just, I can't believe that timing. She, like from that letter, I got that she had kind of been like, thinking about like who is that guy and then listened and was like oh yeah. i was i was just pondering this who this loser was mm. yeah what a what a crazy world crazy story and you know and that's something that would have happened to her like you know 30 years ago or something for it still to have that kind of effect i well i guess that's the way it would be 14 oh, years old you don't it's not it's something it's not something you like I don't want to say recover from because you know you like you survive it and but it's not something you get over per se mm -hmm. well let's get into it here we have a collection of listener contributed creep stories a lot of these are on the shorter end and the reason i did this is because we have such a backlog of creep stories that we need to start getting caught up because they're good and, and and we just uh we owe it to the people who came forward with these cringe inducing stories to hear them out put them on air and react to it you ready to get into this short sweet and cringy i am very ready i'm samantha cole host of the new season of understood the Pornhub empire 
Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Aaron Habel of Generation Y, and with me is Jack Luna of Dark Topic. We'd like to introduce you to Marooned, a new podcast that's sure to capture your attention. Tales of the catastrophically lost are what we have to offer. Hikers swallowed by the woods. Explorers discovering nothing but destitution. True crime calamity. Oddities of harrowing human experience. It's a museum of misadventure. So pack a lunch. Subscribe to Marooned wherever you find podcasts. We are waiting. Please hurry. Thank you. We can get into Karen's Canadian Creep in Cancun. We can hear about Ruth's Creep of a Boss. Or we can talk about a security guard in Arizona who may or may not look like Hank Williams Jr. Uh, let's start with the Creepy Boss. A Creepy Boss story is something we get a lot, right? Too many. Do, do you think, do we got more Creepy Bosses or Creepy Coworkers? I think more than that, we just get um, creepy customers. I think mm, customers sure. are the worst. And then, uh, and then probably coworkers. We like, we've gotten mm. a few bosses. Mm-hmm. But... Well, this boss is going to make up for lost time because this guy is a real creep. Listen to this. Hi, Jordan and Madeline. This is Ruth here from England. I've just been listening to your encounters with creeps and gosh I've had so many but I thought I'd phone in with this particular one um um but this is a creep who was my boss I'm not quite sure why but he well he kind of engineered that we we were out away at an exhibition and I had been tasked with getting the water like little bottles that we would all have behind the stand so that people get water so that we didn't have to try and buy expensive water at the exhibition this is a nice thing for all the staff to have so that was my job was to organize that so I had like I don't know 12 or something bottles in my room that I was going to take with me in the morning so that we would have water and he wanted one then that night which was strange because we were in a hotel and there is water supplied in the hotel room but he wanted to come up to my room to get a water bottle. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, he had turned up and he walked straight into my room and makes himself at home, gets onto the bed. And he said, oh, why don't, why don't we just spend the evening together? And I said, well, no, thank you. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. He's like, perfect. Let's just have a fumble. I hate that word, a fumble. And I didn't know what to do because this was my boss. Well, I knew that I wasn't definitely not going to have a fumble with him, but I had to kind of think what how I would get him out of my room because he just wasn't going anywhere. There was a lot of, like, me trying to be polite and him just not going. He wouldn't get out of my room. He started taking his top off, so he's now sitting on my bed, taking off his shirt. And I picked up my phone and started phoning one of the other sales guys, and he... Actually, I wasn't ringing him, but I was pretending to. So I looked up a number, pretended to ring it, and then pretended to have a conversation. And I just said to him, look, I'm going outside now. I walked out of the room, and I was just asking this other guy, can you please come and remove 
Carl from my room. I'm going to say his name because I don't care. <laughs> and that was the point at which he decided, right, he was going to leave. And he made my life a misery after that. He was a complete nightmare um, because I'd turned him down. He once, one time in the kitchen, I was making a cup of tea and he just came up and lifted me from behind. He put his hands on the side of my arms, lifted me up and put me out of the way so that he could make himself a drink. And it was almost like this power thing, like I've got the strength to to take what I want if I wanted to kind of thing. What a wanker. And anyway, in the end he got, he left and I was free of him. But yeah, he was just a complete predator and a complete creep and disgusting. Yuck. That man needs to be fired. Like, immediately to HR. Direct flight to HR. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you hear these stories of, like, kind of the office of yesteryear with the, the pig boss and stuff. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I can't imagine that that, could, that, that would fly for any length of time. But it does. He, yeah. Uh, he, it, cl- he clearly had, like, a power issue in many ways. And uh, how the, many other employees did he do that to, past oh yeah. and present? When when you hear her describe him coming up into the room, lay, sits on the bed, like let's just have a fumble. Yeah, it, it it seems like the way she describes it, it seems like it's an everyday thing for this guy. Right. He's like, oh, I got to go to a work event uh, away in a hotel. I'll bring a female employee to uh, carry the water, get the water. Oh. And, and then, it, like, if you're going to make a move on a coworker, like a romantic move, for one, like, they need to be like your equal, like, in terms of job role. If, exactly. it, if you're like dating down in terms of like seniority and power, then you need to like that would need to be so delicately handled. And it's certainly not like I'll just walk in her room and I'm just going to get on the bed and ask her to fucking sleep in it with her. Oh my god, it's uh yeah. What do they call that? A uh, conflict of interest? Big no-no in the uh, business world. Yeah, it seems like it. It yeah, it would fall under conflict of interest. Did something. Carl care? Not at all. Not yeah, I love that she names him. Bit. Me too. I wonder if he's listening. Name and shame. I hope so. We hate if you, so, Carl. <laughs> screw you, Carl. You're a creep. Uh, remember last week we had the or last week in volume eight of the series we had the question like is this person a creep i think as we go through tonight's creep stories there's going to be a few of them where we may have to ask ourselves is this person a creep listening to this story i think it's pretty obvious carl is certainly a creep if his if just the words he used if just his language wasn't enough he started derobing so taking it yeah that's a big that's a big move uh and and it was also creepy that he walked up and picked her up in the office to move her away from the cop the tea machine of course yeah a man that doesn't take no for an answer gives rapey vibes these certainly had some rapey vibes here Uh, um let's hear about the security guard in arizona who looks like Hank Williams Jr. Or maybe looks like Hank Williams Jr. Here we go. Who was Hank Williams Jr.? I know the name, but I can't so place it. Hank Williams Sr. is like a famous singer who had like oh some of his big hits with like There's a Tear in My Beer because I'm crying for you, dear. <laughs> There's a tear in 
my beer Cause I'm crying for you, dear You are on my lonely mind That's one of my favorites of his, of his tunes. But Hank Williams Sr. was a huge country singer star. Hank Williams Jr. is his son who is a bit like more like rough he had like a big beard he was kind of like a outlaw cowboy kind of character i just so, looked him up okay and I, yeah a little scruffy yeah a little scruffy of a cowboy kind of looking guy but listen to how hank williams jr plays into this security guard in arizona's creep story hey jordan love what you're doing got a quick uh creep story for you gonna not give my name but do the best to supply all the info. So I'm a security guard in Tucson, Arizona. And you know, as that, I have to deal with a lot of things. And not much surprises me, but uh, just had this real kind of creepy counter the other day. Um, I'm doing my regular shift, and a customer walks in. She's like, you look like Hank Williams Jr. And I said, thank you, because I guess that's a compliment. And she just went in, did her business. And as she was leaving, I, I didn't hear her walking up behind me. She's like, man, I just want to smack your big country ass. And as she's walking away, she turned around and did the, like, head to toe look down. And you, you know what that means. She, she ate me with her eyes. And it just left me creeped out. And. Like I said, as a security guard, I, I could shake most things off, but this was just creepy. Um, but yeah, just wanted to share that story. And also, Lay's has uh, brought the all-dressed chips to America. Let me tell you, they're delicious. I've got a bag in my cupboard right now. <laughs> <laughs> First off, he, he says, uh, she said, you look like Hank Williams Jr. And he took that as a compliment. I, I don't think that is a compliment. I think you look like Hank Williams Sr. He's like a, a traditionally handsome man, Hank Williams Sr. Hank Williams Jr. is like, he literally looks like a like a farmer kind of cowboy. Because like I said, I just looked him up and he's not horrible. Like, he's, I don't think he's an ugly man. Um, would I look twice in public? Probably not. But mm -hmm. I just can't place who he reminds me of. Okay. I want to look I want to see what his dad looks like. <laughs> yeah, see Hank Williams Sr. I think is more traditionally handsome. I guess, but given the choice between the two, I'd take Junior. Uh, wow, but <laughs> e wow. Either way, when she looks at the anonymous security guard, I don't think it was her face his face that she was all that drawn to. What did she say like that country country ass that is a strange thing to just come out with and then that up and down look uh where he uh i know what he's describing and that would be very <laughs> off-putting um to do that to like a big security guard kind of you know i'm just picturing a security guard in arizona who looks like hank williams jr he's kind of a tough guy this shook him. Right. This shook him enough that he's <laughs> calling in about this so uh well and so it should and, and she was undressing him with her eyes i think it was worse than undressing him i think she did horrible things to him with her eyes <laughs> and he <laughs> can only imagine 
oh, and the poor guy, he's just like, like, uh, what? like, what do you say to that? How do you? I don't know what you do. How do you broach that subject? Is it a... Thanks, but no thanks. Is it illegal to say something like that to someone? And then that's got to be some sort of harassment. It has to be. I don't think any, you would never be charged. Like, I think you could go up to someone and say something and give them the up and down look. I think so. I mean, if if someone was really offended and wanted to take it further, they can yeah. probably try. But, but I, like, it's got to be some sort of harassment, I think, right? I would think so. But I think that's the kind of activity that gets you on the Encounters with Creeps podcast where we label you. I'm going to label her at this point certifiably a creep. Oh, jury. Yeah. The jury is not out. No. This is unanimous. This is a unanimous <laughs> verdict of. And it's, it's it's something about a woman creep that makes it even worse. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, because you expect it from men, right? Kind of. Mm, the cat. It just, it reminds me of well, th- many, many episodes ago, there was a guy working at a bar mm-hmm. with a beard. Mm-hmm, Zach. And like some, cr- yeah, oh, Zach, I remember. good memory. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the the creepy comment from the customer about, like, if his beard tickles. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. stop, lady. Yeah. It's not it's not sexy. It's not. No, stop. You're going to get on a podcast. <laughs> and maybe a list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, there, you know, what catcalling is, obviously, is there a female equivalent? Like if, if a female is I've never heard of a woman doing that. But if there's a group of women like hooting and hollering at a guy walking by in a business suit or something, would that be catcalling? I don't know. Um, catcalling? <laughs> <laughs> tomcats or boys (laughs) maybe maybe tomcat calling is the word let's go to the i just made that up there's got to be a a term you would think i don't know um if any listeners know what the female equivalent of cat calling is let us know but it does say something that it's not really a thing that's true or i was just thinking about the whole cat calling thing because you know it was it was really big like in the I don't know, 40s, 50s. But something really gross about catcalling that I just realized was I don't think I've ever been catcalled of age. Mm. All the catcalling I've ever received, I was in my like early teens. And I'm like, mm, mm. that's unsettling. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's... Let's move on. Ugh. Let's move on to uh, to the story that I call Karen's Canadian Creep in Cancun. This one actually is not too far removed from Ruth's creep of a boss, but I think this one is a, this has a different, a a different flavor. I'm really curious to get your take on Karen's Canadian creep in Cancun. We love, we love a good alliteration. Yeah. You, you have traveled to like tropical places, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cancun ever? Once. Yeah. I've been to Mexico twice, Cancun once. Okay, good. So you'll have the knowledge necessary to understand what's happening here. Listen to this story. Hi, Jordan and Madeline. I want to submit another um, reaper story. And the first one being what you called Karen's printer. Uh, I think that was back in volume five or six. I think it's six. Just want to stop there for one sec. Do you remember the printer story? She she was going to let someone use her printer, her ex-boyfriend. Yes. But then he came to her house and wanted to sleep with her. So she like got rid of him and didn't let him use the printer. (laughs) And just, just like this means nothing, but he 
he got over there so that he could like print tickets to Paris off or something. With his, I remember Paris yeah, being part of the with story. a new girlfriend. He was going to take her away. Yeah, right. Um, and we're like the girlfriend and the trip didn't exist. <laughs> certainly. Uh, yeah, that was just a, a weird move to try to sleep with her. Well, uh, he's not the only one. Listen, listen to what happens to poor Karen in Cancun. Let's get back to it. Anyways, uh, I was um, around 19 or 20 years old and uh, and I was taking a vacation with my best friend uh, to Cancun. So we got there um, and we met these fellow Canadians and that to them meant that we should hang out. We politely said, no, no, thank you. So and we're on our way. Um, so night or two later, um, me and my friend, we decided to go, um, you know, check out the nightlife, you know, check out the clubs, senior frogs, I remember it was called. Um, we didn't stay t- too late. It was maybe around one or two in the morning. Um, so, uh, when we came back, um, one of these guys that we met, these other Canadians, um, said, oh, you know, I locked, I, I left my keys at the club. I can't get back in. And my friend uh, has the keys. I can't, I, uh, you know, I just want to hang out for a little bit. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, you're out in the cold. Fine, whatever. So, um, so we kind of just like hung out outside our door, but then it was getting late and we really just want to take a shower and go to bed. So I left my friend out there, which was probably not the best idea. And I went and said, I'm going to go take a quick shower. I'll be right back. Just keep them outside. Uh, so halfway through my hair washing i hear a knock on the door it's my friend saying um he really wants to come in like he 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 just like okay well don't do it like this is dumb uh tell him to go away find find his friend or something when i came out oh my goodness there he was on the bed because she can't say no to him um so i grabbed my clothes Went went back inside, changed, came back out, and he he's just passed out. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be able to like kick him up now. Um, so I sat on my bed and I was getting tired. And I was kind of like falling asleep, and then suddenly I just feel like this finger like just touching my elbow or arm, and then my leg. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, dude. Let's go. Wake up. You're out of here. I don't care what you have to do. Just get, just go find your friend, call the desk, whatever you need to do. You're not staying here. So the next morning, um, we saw the guy again. He was like, uh, he looked fresh as a daisy. Obviously, he got back inside to his room and, um, and, uh, he was with his friend. So, um, I don't know. At some point, he wasn't the, the guy that was in our room. He wasn't there, but his friend was. And he said to him, "So, uh, so where did you go last night? Uh, did you, did he find you uh, okay? You know, just kind of test him because I 
because we know we know he was trying something he's like what are you talking about <laughs> uh we were i was i was in our room the whole night we were just hanging out here uh-huh of course you were i know so nothing stupidly bad happened but still it should never have happened i should have been a lot stronger with my friend i should have been stronger with this guy to say you're out so any of that story kind of like familiar to you i feel like this is a story a lot of people have encountered well and there's just there's so many things wrong with that story mm -hmm. first like if you're into someone and you have to try that hard and like weasel your way into their room why why do you still want anything to happen mm -hmm. like i just don't understand like take rejection yeah um and like you're in a hotel you can't lose your keys just go to the front desk seriously be like this is the room i'm in mm -hmm. Instead of I can't get in. Yeah, it seems like a way of if your way of getting with a romantic interest or sexual interest is like tricking her into thinking you're asleep yes. on her bed and locked out of so your house. Um, yeah, that's very creepy. What about this idea of you go to Cancun and you run in two girls in Cancun, they run into some guys from Canada like, well, oh, we should all hang out. Like, would, would that oh. be a thing? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they don't even need to be from the same country as me. Okay. I'm, I'm just thinking if I'm in another part of the world and I meet people from Canada, it's like I'm done with Canada for a little bit. I want to meet some Cancanese people. Fun is fun. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's probably like an all-inclusive resort. It's probably all Canadians and Americans. Yeah, good point. Uh, was there yeah. any shock at all that the friend didn't know about this whole, like, what, locked out? Like, that I just the least shocking part I, of the story. I will never understand. And this is this has happened to not to me, but like friends of friends. Um, if you're going to use someone in a lie, you must let them know. What do you say to your so that, what do you say to your friend though? So that they can like cover for you. But in the like, in, oh, yeah, yeah. in this case, imagine saying to your friend, like, yeah, I pretended I was locked out so I could kind of trick my way into this girl's apartment or hotel. And when she was sleeping, I rubbed her arm and she kicked me out. Will you say I'd be like, I'm calling the police or or like I'm going back to Canada or you are. <laughs> One of us are going back to Canada or jail. Well, birds of a feather all flock together. So she should have at least made him know. Or let him know, like, I just lied to this girl and I used you as an excuse. Yeah, and the other so, case, like, oh, if anyone asks. Oh, you pulled the, like. We we both lost the, the card key. <laughs> Fist bump. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Cheers with beer. Let's go get mimosas. <laughs> God. Uh, I love uh, Karen's telling of that story. Um, but I'm glad that's as far as it went. Could have been worse. What if she fell asleep? Well, right. Yeah. Oh, I just, I wish it, it sounds like she should have been like, no, get out. <laughs> and like, it's not like left in the cold. You're in Mexico. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been to those resorts. They're beautiful. Go sleep on a couch in like the communal area. Mm -hmm. If all else fails, mm -hmm. I would. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, not my problem. <laughs> Let me give you your next trilogy of cringe. We can hear, uh, and this is another second story from a listener. Do you remember the exercise bike story a while back? 
Yes. Yeah. So we have another story from Shannon, the exercise bike girl. We're going to, we have the option to hear a story of a record store creep from back in the seventies. And we can hear about Teresa's day at the pool. Uh, let's do the record store. Okay. Good I'm choice. just picturing Cheech Marin from like, um, that 70s show. <laughs> Not far his, off. His little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're you're really into music, classical classical music, classic rock. Do you do records or how do you I listen used to, to music? when I was younger? And I have a few records that were my dad's, but I don't mm -hmm. have a record uh, machine. Okay, yeah. You need like um, a good setup with like a big amp for yeah. records. I had a great setup and a ton of records, uh, and I loved collecting them. Then I had my first kid, and what ended up happening was as soon as he was like old enough to like crawl he would he used to do this thing where he'd climb crawl over to my records and with his finger he'd just pull them off the record stand one at a time and if i left them if i and they were in my living room of course in the center of the living room if i left them alone for two minutes or just like looked away all my records you know like hundred dollar records all over the floor with like oh. applesauce on them or crap so i'm like ended up putting them away somewhere I'm like when he's old okay good then i had a second kid Oh. <laughs> and then I'm like, forget the records. And I sold them all. <laughs> oh, no. I don't I regret was... it. Okay, good. Because like some of my, mind you, I was a little bit older. But I was probably like eight or ten. But like some of my best memories with my dad is him like showing me all of his records. Because they're yeah. like, some of them are super cool. Like Led Zeppelin 3. It's like a spin wheel. Oh, and yeah. then Aerosmith's Done With Mirrors. You, you show it in a mirror and because it's like written backwards there's a bunch yeah. of really cool ones yeah my kids uh my oldest son knows what mansplaining is and whenever i try to tell him about <laughs> anything he said don't mansplain that video game to me or whatever so i could never tell him about records i would be accused of something uh, but we're gonna go back in time here let's go to a record store and hear about the creepy thing that happened to, happened to steve in one here we go hey guys this is steve calling from orange county california uh, I have a creepy story that happened back in 1972. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while. Um, in 1972, I would have been about 12 years old. And I remember um, begging my mom to take me to the store so that I could buy a, a single, a record. Um, you know, back in those days, they had what was called a 45. And if you're really young, you might not know what it is, but it's a, it's a vinyl record about the size of a pancake. And it's just a single song. It's your favorite song, you know. And then on the backside was always some crappy song. But um, anyway, I begged my mom to take me to this store quite a ways from home at the time. And it was a Kmart. I don't know that if they're in Canada. I don't know if they even exist anymore. But it's kind of like a Walmart or a Target or something like that. And I remember Kmart had a little record section. And I used to go there a lot as a kid and look for my favorite songs. So she drove me to Kmart and... Um, I was in the record section. I was flipping through the selection looking for this song that I had to have. And um, I look up and I notice these two men uh, in the aisle next to me. This was like a record section so you could see over the racks. And these guys, when I saw them, they immediately looked like something wasn't right. They looked a little suspicious. They were probably hard to, hard to remember how old they were, maybe in their late 40s or so, 50. And... Um, they were kind of leaning into each other and whispering a little bit. And it just looked really peculiar. And then when they saw me looking at them, they kind of straightened up and started talking normal. 
and it was pretty clear that they um, pretended to be looking at something in the store. It was pretty obvious that they weren't interested in anything in the store. Anyway, uh, my blood ran kind of cold there, and I uh, just had the intuition, even at 12 years old, to get the heck out of there, and I left and got my mom, went out to the car, and we um, left the store. Uh, really creeped me out, and my heart was racing, and uh, we were driving home, and uh, there was one more store that I wanted to stop at to see if they had the record, maybe not even a half a mile away, and we stopped, and... Um, yeah, I talked my mom into stopping one more time, and we stopped, and she parked the car. And this time, I remember she waited in the car. Anyway, I started to walk into the store, and when I looked up, I noticed um, one of the same men sitting in a car by himself. Uh, and we, our eyes met, and I immediately freaked out. I knew it was the, I knew it was one of those two guys. And um, I immediately turned and ran back to my mom's car. And when I turned back to look at him, he immediately got out of the car and started running into the store, um, no doubt, to, um, to get his partner. Anyway, I have no idea what the outcome of this could have been, but I'm glad I didn't find out. Anyway, that's my creepy story from about 40 years ago. Love the show, and you guys take care. So this is one of those, are they a creep segments? So what we hear is he goes into a store and he sees two kind of out of place people. And it's off-putting enough that he's like, oh, let's get out of here. Leaves. But then when he encounters them at a second store, it seems like it's a bit more intense. He runs away. The one guy in the car runs into the building and he assumes it's to get his partner. Is this a creep story? What the hell is going on here? I don't, on the surface, it could just be a coincidence, but like you always go with your gut and mm -hmm. the 12 year old spidey senses were tingling and especially a 12 year old boy. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know that boys aren't um, like safe from predators by any means, but girls are pretty, are usually on more of a high alert. In, in or at least probably raised, I, mean, I don't know, in the 70s, but nowadays I feel like girls are probably raised in a way to be more prepared for it at, at a younger age. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Well, and yeah, just the fact that they, like the first run in with them, they didn't do or say anything particularly yeah. weird. But, but you can sense when, it, you can tell when it creeps there. Alarm bells went off to mm -hmm. this poor kid. Yeah. And uh, enough to flee, fight or flight. So, and it's so fine. Maybe he overreacted the first time, but the second time when he, their eyes met, what was he running? What was the guy running into the store for? Yeah. Like, Hey, like other 50 year old friend of mine, that 12 year old kids here again. Like, right? I, I don't know what exactly. it could be, but maybe it's just a coincidence. Well, I don't know why he'd be behind in his car and then want to run into the second store. Well, it that's is the weird, weird thing. If it's a coincidence, it's a really weird coincidence. Yeah. And if it truly was like nothing, the guy would have remained in his car and been like, hmm, hmm. there's that kid. Cool. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it probably really wouldn't weird. even probably wouldn't even notice another kid in Kmart. And then you're at another store and there's the kids by you wouldn't even notice. But here's the other thing. Well, that begs the question. Did they follow them? Mm, that's a good point. Um, yeah. and, and that's something to consider, but 
Something else to consider, at least when deliberating, is this a creep, is Steve is recounting a story that happened 40 years ago. This is like this stuck with him for sure. It's a mystery that I think he needs to have solved so he can move on with his life. I under I like I know the feeling of like dread that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't leave you. Mm-hmm. Like a situation like that, like scars you. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't, and you don't forget little details. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was there there was something. And like I said, you always go with your gut. Yeah, I think that is uh timeless advice in every situation every time i haven't gone with my gut i've regretted it and i feel even worse like i think we've maybe said this before but the idea that like your gut tells you to do something you don't do it and your gut was right that's the worst feeling like why didn't i just listen to like i knew that this was going to be a problem always trust your gut and that's uh i like live by that um let's hear about Teresa's day at the pool a lot of um, a lot of creepy things happen at pools. So when you know, I was just gonna say that Ugh, the pool is never a good scenario. No, so many topless people. It's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear. It's disgusting. <laughs> Oftentimes it is. I'm sorry. Let's hear what happens to Teresa there. Hey, Jordan and Madeline. Um, this was a long time ago, in the um, early 1980s in uh, uh, Missouri. Uh, the United States, uh, we were, we'd gone to a out of town speech and debate tournament and we were staying in a hotel at that point in time, probably like holiday Inn, but a nicer one. And it was rooms all the way around, uh, and the, the swimming pool, uh, and deck area and all that was in the middle. It was inside, but it was open to the like glass to the to the sky but all the rooms were up and and all the inside rooms looked down on the pool area if that makes sense and they all had balconies and so of course i mean we're kids we're like head for the pool the minute we got done uh and got back to the the hotel and a bunch of my my girlfriends and i were standing around uh, we'd been swimming and we were just standing in the pool and talking and one of my friends said uh don't be obvious but you need to look up on the second floor uh and she kind of made a you know motion without making a motion and we all very tried to very casually look up and there was a gentleman <clears throat> using that term very uh you know <laughs> loosely uh standing out on his balcony outside of his room looking down in the pool with several obviously adolescent girls and he was a, a, a as i recall a kind of chubby older gentleman bald uh, and he was just like god made him there was no stitch of clothing and he was just standing there letting it all hang out <laughs> and we were a little horrified but you know we were we, we thought it was funny uh, you know how kids are we were we were like 14 15 16 uh in that uh <laughs> anyway i'll never forget the look on my friend's face though she was just kind of very pale she said look uh, up there and mm, it was bleh. i'm sure i have other creep stories but that was the first one that popped to mind so i love everything you two do together 
I love nighttime podcasts. I love both of you. And uh, I'm very thankful for you in my feed every day. And I'm thankful that she's listening and I'm thankful that she shared that creep story. Uh, there's no good reason for this man to be naked outside of his hotel room. No, I was going to say the end of that was so lovely, but everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end part was good. Yeah, the rest, yuck. Oh, uh, Not surprising, I, though. That that kind of thing, I don't no. know. Hotels bring out the worst in creeps. Oh, yeah. It's like a like a meeting place for them. Mm -hmm. And especially that like scenario, I know exactly what she's talking about. We used to have a hotel that probably still looks exactly like that. Um, I imagine they haven't renovated in a few years, but I, I don't like the idea of that design. So the way I understand it is the pool is kind of like in a set, a set, a center kind of courtyard. So people in all the different rooms can kind of look out and see in the pool. Is that how I understand that? Yeah. And like, I remember like the one that we used to go to, they were great for like birthday parties mm -hmm. and, but there was like a main floor. Um, so it was like, you really wanted the room that was like poolside. Mm -hmm. So you could just like run, but I guess I, I'm pretty sure it was only two floors. So it okay. wasn't like a massive yeah. tower okay. of people leering. I, I guess there's, there's, still. there's good, there's pros and cons to it. For one, like my kids are there, I'd like to be able to look out and be like, okay, yeah, they're still down by the pool. But at the same time, it's like, but there's that naked man standing. Get, yeah. Ugh. Um, Ugh. in this case, I think she would have been more than justified of notifying security or something like that. But then again, oh yeah, of course she's just a kid. Tell your parents, and the parents will notify security because there's no reason to be naked in public watching young girls swim. No, and you just know that if someone had notified and like they went up there and were like, "Can you not?" Be like, "Well, I'm in my hotel room." It was like it's it's no big deal. Like I'm in my like I paid for this hotel room. The impression I'm not I'm just naked. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. Imagine having like, that. Like so out. creepy though. Uh, yeah, I don't even think we need to send this this uh, case to the courtroom. I think yeah, if there's kids swimming and you're naked around there, that's correct. Yeah, and like we're talking. This is North America. We're talking about everywhere in Europe. That's fairly normal. Really, like. Uh, oh, especially at like beaches. Oh, pe nude people everywhere. I well, and yeah, it's like yeah. I, no big deal here in Canada. A nude beach would be, or a nude section is its own thing. Where you know, kids, you would know going there. You're not just gonna, right? You know, happen upon. Yeah, we're we're very. I don't know what word to use over here. And like, I I realize that nudity isn't inherit inherently sexual. Like, you know, you're just topless is topless, whatever it's, but in North America, it kind of is really anywhere else in the world. It's like, yeah, whatever, not everywhere in like certain instances, mm -hmm. swimming pools, beaches, whatever. Yeah. But, but this specifically is weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the whole nudity thing uh, among adults and stuff, like if no, I, I just think kids being involved in this story changes it for me. Um, but oh, I, yeah. Yeah. And they were all clothed <laughs> and yeah. unknowing of this weirdo leering down on them naked. Yeah. Sorry, bud. You're a creep. It wasn't innocent. That's for sure. Oh. Um, let's hear if Shannon, the exercise bike girl, has oh. an innocent story or, or did she find herself in more weird trouble? This is, I think, will be another Is This Person a Creep segment. Listen to what Shannon's up to. 
Hey Jordan, this is Shannon calling in from Atlanta, Georgia again. Um, I had called in a couple months ago um, for your Encounters of Creep series. Um, you all might remember me as the uh, creepy roommate exercise bike lady. Well, you will not believe this, but I had another encounter with a creep involving um, gym equipment. Um, <laughs> And I just want to laugh because it literally happened to me this morning um, on my way into the gym. Um, I had, was sitting in my parking spot getting my uh, things together. And um, all of a sudden, before I knew it, there was this very skinny guy in between my open door and me saying, Hey, I'm on drugs. Do you know how much a gym membership is? At that point, I was so shocked. I yelled, get the out of my car, and he <laughs> took off. So, of course, I was very shooken. I ran into the gym and got one of the uh, gym people there working at the front desk, and we called the cops, and uh, I filed a police report. So, I wasn't going to call, but, again, like it's another weird encounter with, gym equipment and me. Um, is this a sign? And again, congratulations to Miss Madeline. I am so happy to hear that you are pregnant with baby Madeline. And congratulations to you and your husband and Jordan. Love you guys so much. You make my week. Um, again, you can, I don't know what y'all want to nickname me now, but this is really funny. Anyway, thank you all so much. Have a great night. Thanks. As far as a nickname, it's still going to be the exercise, the bicycle bike, exercise bike woman. Uh, do you want to address? I, I like, I like gym equipment, Shannon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I guess that's a bit more all encompassing. Um, do you want to comment on your shout out there? Well, again, I was going to say the end of that was so lovely. Thank mm -hmm. you. That's, oh, that's so lovely to hear. Do you understand? Uh, but. <laughs> yeah. They're a huge, but. The 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 way I understand it is someone all but forces their way into the car and opens with like, I'm on drugs, maybe explaining their behavior. How much is a gym membership? So is this just someone who's on drugs but wants a gym membership and just can't really go about it the right way because of the drugs they're on, maybe? I yeah, I would I don't know if I'd file this under creepy, weird for sure mm -hmm. like super weird mm -hmm. what an opening uh, hey I, i'm on drugs yeah, i'm in your like, car thanks yeah I, I and yeah if you if you come into my car and ask me how much a gym membership is i'm going to assume you're on drugs anyway yeah you, so <laughs> yeah well, i would say this is an encounter with a weirdo um yeah i don't know what i'm glad he effed off when she told him to but still like it's just like mm. go to anyone else but me and I, I think the right thing was done G getting like uh, the police were notified a police report was filed she told the people and the uh, the receptionist to prepare them in case this guy shows up it's not like the cops are going to go arrest this guy and throw him in prison but somebody needs to be like dude what's going on today like are you okay there yeah there needs to be some sort of like paper trail in case it escalates and mm. something bad does happen mm uh but yeah something so i i just like Oof. when cops can do this sort of thing it's it's not like a wellness check or something but it's more just like 
like, hey, what's going on? Like, what are you up to? Or, you know, is everything okay? Because this guy maybe yeah. needs someone to need something. Who knows what it is? It's probably not a gym membership. That's correct. Mm-hmm. He he needs help. And uh, the endorphins he needs is not going to come from exercise. I, so I also really enjoyed that we got this report only hours after it happened. She said this happened this morning. I love when when something like this happens and they're like, this would be what I'm experiencing right now would be great for encounters with creeps. I got to send a voice memo when I'm when I leave the police station. I'm so glad we come to mind. Well, a few other people, a, a few we came to the minds of a few other people who had encounters with creeps. We have two final stories. All are doozies. Um, we can hear about the Purcell's Cove creep. Purcell's Cove is an area of Halifax. We can hear about Kristen's Dark Knight creep. And yeah, Dark Knight, the movie. Uh, let's start with Kristen and, and the Dark Knight. Yes. Did you see that movie? Eons ago. That's Heath Ledger, right? Okay, me too. Yeah. Heath, uh, Dark, no, he was in the second part. Maybe he was. No, Dark Knight was um, the... F- Yes, it was that Heath, is Ledger. Heath Ledger. Okay, I've seen that one. I've seen okay. very few, You've, but yeah, I've seen that one. It. Okay, well, she did as well. Listen to this. Hey, Jordan and Madeline. I wanted to call and give y'all a creep story. Uh, this is Kirsten from Birmingham, Alabama. <clears throat> and I used to work at a restaurant that was near a movie theater. And sometimes after work, I would go see a movie. So I decided to go see The Dark Knight when it came out, and I was sitting there in the theater. It was about maybe 30 minutes into the movie, and the theater was fairly empty because I went to a matinee, and I heard someone, you know, come over, start walking over and say, hey, is this is this seat available? And so out of a theater that was basically empty, this person decided to come and sit directly next to me. And then a few minutes later, I looked over because I kind of smelled like, not a bad smell, but I was just like, what is that? And this person was eating a bowl of soup in the theater. So not like, you know, the container of soup that you would heat up in the microwave, like an actual bowl of soup. And I was very confused and weirded out. Um, And then about 30 minutes later, they got up and left. And so a part of me was like, is this a person who works in the theater? But then in the, at the same time, I wondered why did they come and sit directly next to me? Anyway, that really creeped me out. And I just wanted to tell you all that story. Um, Love the podcast. Um, I heard the other day where there was another listener from Alabama that had called in. So go Southern listeners. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. Love y'all. Why? I will never, (laughs) I will never tire of the Southern accent, Never. but this story, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, "Eh, is this an encounter with a weirdo or a creep? I think for me, what pushes it over is like someone sitting in the theater eating soup, that's a weirdo. Someone who wants to sit next to you in the theater to eat soup is a creep. Yes. And like an em- a fairly empty theater. Like that. Why would you? Soup aside. 
that right there is like really yeah no. like <laughs> I, I think you can sit there sir i'm just gonna move right? like I'm, this is i was it like you are a creep the suit, like i just i want to know where did he where did pull it, it come out? from <laughs> how did he get it in <laughs> unspilled yeah i i like sneaking treats into the movie theater what i do is i'll put like I, I every pocket or place I have on me in my clothing, I stuff with treats going into a movie theater. I'll put usually like a bottle or a can of pop up my sleeve. I'll put uh, maybe a bag of gummies in my pocket. If I have a hoodie on, which I usually do, the pouch of the hoodie is usually like chocolate bars or something. Because um, you have to take out a second mortgage get... to buy candy at the theater. <laughs> exactly, but getting soup in there. That would be challenging. That's, Hot soup. That's a new one. That yeah. Isn't is Dark Knight kind of, uh, the movie Dark Knight with Batman with the Batman movie? It's it's kind of about like espionage and like breaking into places. I wonder if his his thing is like I'm gonna watch a movie about like bank robberies and heists, and I'm gonna bring hot soup and I'm gonna sneak it in and like it's it's almost like this kind of weirdo version of a heist. I guess sneaking hot soup <laughs> maybe yeah it reminds me of a seinfeld episode when kramer tries to sneak in a cafe latte and burns himself <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately um, this guy did not burn himself <laughs> no but i'm i'm gonna say like all things considered this is a creep story a weird creep um she speculated like maybe he's like on lunch break like he works there so he just came in for a little bit because yeah that's the other thing he didn't sit through the whole movie he only sat for like a half hour of right. it so maybe he was doing it on his lunch break or whatever but, but why still there? why the hell <laughs> why next to her yeah oh and that's that's one of the most so baffling parts there's many baffling parts of this story but yeah Oh, and like, how uncomfortable, like just from start to finish, she's just like, oh my God, leave me alone. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I don't like being next to someone that's eating unless there's some like family or friend or something, but just be like really close to a stranger uh, eating. I, I find that weird. And soup is like a very, um, when you eat soup, there's a lot of stuff happening. That's correct. And like, was how like it, did I, he have a spoon? Was the bowl coming right up to his mouth? Let's see uh, yeah, like, was he eating it like a dog drinks <laughs> with his tongue uh, either way it's it, what a like what a gross food to eat around strangers right. in a movie theater that's why popcorn's good it's like it's dry and it goes right in your mouth and then you close your mouth <laughs> soup it there's way too much happening good lord well i know that Maybe they still do. I don't know. But like Galaxy Cinemas used to have New York fries inside. So mm -hmm. like. That's fine. But like eating, eating uh, like a poutine or like I'm pretty sure they have hot dogs. That's kind of different. Uh, that's, that's bordering on gross. If if I'm sitting next to someone and they're eating just fries with like, I don't know, like salt on them. That's all right. The ketchup, maybe that's going to turn me off a bit. But if there's like a bunch of gravy and cheese and it's all over them and yeah, that's gross. <laughs> We're getting full meals now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the movies, um, the movie theater. I love going, but it's, it is so expensive. When you have kids, like I'll, I took my kids to the theater. We got to play the arcade games before we go in. Right. It's like, it's easy. A hundred dollars. Oh. Anytime I leave my house, it's a hundred dollars, regardless of where I go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, let's get into the Purcell's Cove Creek. Okay. Purcell's Cove is an area outside of Halifax. It sounds pretty. Uh, it is pretty, but it seems like something pretty creepy was happening there in the 80s. Listen to this. Hey, Jordan. My name is Julie from Halifax HRM. And I have a story for the Encounters with Creeps episode. My story takes place approximately 35 years ago in the Purcell's Cove area of HRM, Williams Lake to be specific. I was with my friend at the time and we were both with our boyfriends. We were about 17 years old and our boyfriends were a little bit older. It was a beautiful summer day in the early afternoon and we decided to go for a hike swim at uh, Williams Lake. For anyone not familiar with HRM, the lake is off a walking path trail off the Purcell's Cove Road. It is a bit of a walk through the woods to get to the swimming spots. So we all started down the path and the girls ended up lagging behind the boys and soon enough the boys were way ahead and pretty much out of sight. My friend and I were talking away and walking slowly, enjoying the path. It was very quiet in the woods, but both of us thought we were hearing faint rustling of leaves or footsteps behind us. But every time we looked behind us, nothing or no one was there. We continued walking along, and every five or ten minutes or so, we would hear these noises behind us, kept looking, and nothing was there. This happens about three or four times or so from what I remember. And then all of a sudden we heard close footsteps and felt someone directly behind us. We both turned around and there was this dude standing there, stark naked with a towel covering his face. Everything was hanging out, just dangling in front of us. It was horrifying to say the least. My friend and I screamed and started to run in the directions our boyfriends had gone. We went and got the boys and told them what had happened and started making our way out of the trail. As we were making our way out of the trail, we found random ripped pages out of a Playboy penthouse magazine scattered here and there in the woods. We went back to my boyfriend's house and called the police. The female police officer came out to the house and interviewed us typical questions what did he look like etc which was a tad hard to answer given he had a towel covering his head it's hard to describe a naked dude we also told the police officer about the ripped pages from the dirty magazines that we found and here is my recollection of how she laid it out to us she said The man usually takes magazines into the woods to arouse himself prior to finding females to target. He then follows behind them, yet remaining out of sight. When he finally is ready to expose himself to the females, which was us at the time, they scream, yell, run off. The reactions and screams of the females is essentially what causes the creep to ejaculate, get off. The officer said this person has targeted many individuals in the area over the past couple of years and has been extremely difficult to catch. 
They had even sent female officers on their own on certain days, but did not have success to date. Needless to say, for two teenage girls, it was a pretty scary experience. To this day, I'm an avid hiker and walker, but I have not been back there since that 35 years. The police never did circle back to say whether they found the guy or not, but I think a couple of years later, I myself saw something on the news that somebody was caught. That is my story of an absolute pathetic creep in the woods. Well, the cop was honest, I guess, about what they think is going on. Well, that's good. Don't leave them in the dark. <laughs> Imagine having a screaming kink. The shot. Yeah. I've, what a bizarre kink. I hope they got this guy. They must have because I it would I would have heard about it. Oh, yeah. So this is not fair for me. Oh. It would have been in the 80s. I would have been too young to be like knowledgeable about all the various creeps in my province. That's true. But like he was uh, smart to cover his face. No one could describe him. Yeah. Um, and do you think the ripped up Playboy magazine was related to him? Like, Without what is this, a doubt. This, the fourth, the pathways is this guy's like sexual playground of creepiness. What a freak this person is. He Well, he probably like knew the area well and was like, oh, teens go mm -hmm. like swimming here all the time. Yeah, I'm sure he either lives nearby or lived nearby and probably has a or or probably had like a car parked nearby or something somewhere where he could just run back to. But yeah, that is a Ugh. that is a gross story. And like to like to follow them and oof, those poor girls. It, yeah, as I was first listening to it, I was thinking maybe it was because the boyfriends were like away from mm -hmm. them. At this point, and I was thinking, like, is their boyfriends doing like a weird prank? That was where my mind went at first, but no, certainly not. Oh, yeah, like oh, and just the towel over his face, like, is not only weird, but just like adds another level of creepy. Yeah, because it's like beyond premeditated. Yeah. it's like a strategy. Like, I can I can keep doing this if they don't see well, my exactly. face. And and yeah, no, the uh, the Playboy magazines. It's too much of a coincidence. They're for sure connected to him. Yeah. Uh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Do, do people in Saskatchewan say heebie-jeebies? Oh, yeah. Okay. My mom used to say it all the time. I just didn't know it was like a Cape Breton thing or not. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we'll start wrapping this up. But anyone listening who has a story that they think is appropriate to share, please get in touch with us at nighttimepodcast.com. Click on contact send us a voice memo um even if it's you know if you're not sure there if it's a creep encounter send it and we'll be the we'll be the judge and the jury of that we love judging <laughs> absolutely and we'll be back very soon with more stories we'd love to include yours but before we wrap it up madeline what are you working on what's new what's in your horizon other than the birth of a happy and healthy baby um i have just been i haven't like I, like I said at the beginning, I've been fairly lazy this last, I don't know, month. you got but some I'm, stuff going on. It's, it's appropriate. You don't need to... Well, right? I think so. Um, I'm looking very forward to our American Horror Story adventure. So, yeah, I've just kind of been listening to other after shows and getting caught up on American Horror Story, which I know has nothing to do with the new season, but I love it. So I'm going to rewatch them. Yeah. But other than that, uh, not too much. 
I'm excited to start that. We'll be live streaming it on your channel. What is the name of your channel? It's just your name, Madeline Klein, right? Just at Madeline Klein, all one word. Yeah, we'll be live streaming it to your channel. I'll be releasing podcast versions to the premium feed and uh, tweeting about it. So if you plan to watch American Horror Story, watch along with us. It's going to be super good. And if it sucks, at least you'll be sucked. At least you'll be watching something that sucks with friends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Madeline, thanks for another great night of awful stories. Thanks for having me, <laughs> I think. <laughs>I want to thank you for joining Madeline and I for this episode of Nighttime. And we're going to start wrapping things up here, but before I do, let me give some thanks. First, a huge and sincere thanks to everyone who took the time to share their creep encounters with us. These stories serve as a great reminder to keep our eyes open and our wits about us. If anyone else listening has a story to share, I'm going to do a whole bunch more episodes in this series, and I would love to feature your story. You can share it with us at nighttimepodcast.com contact. If you got something to share, go to the site now. The voice recorder is very easy to use. And if you make any mistakes or misspeak, don't worry. I'm going to edit before anything goes to air and I'll make sure we're all sounding our best. Madeline and I would love to hear from you. Next, a big shout out to Monty Data, who contributes the music for this show, and LJ from the Dystopian Simulation podcast, who provides my intro and outro voiceovers. But then lastly, and most importantly, a massive thank you goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, I want to thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Serene, Mindy, and Robin, I appreciate you. For anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription that costs only a couple dollars a month and funds the creation of the show, but it also gives you the episodes two days early, gives them to you ad-free, and gives you access to a full back catalog of episodes. If that sounds like something you'd like, you can subscribe now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And if for whatever reason you can't go premium, you can still help the show out by simply sharing this episode on social media and telling a couple friends about what we're doing here. If anyone has any story ideas, wants to give feedback on the show, or would like to submit a question or comment to be aired and responded to, you can do all that and more while you're sending us your creep encounters at nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Her name is Elspeth. Elspeth Tassioni. You know her as the offbeat but brilliant defense attorney from The Good Wife and The Good Fight. You've been a very busy little bee. Buzz, buzz. Now she's in New York with the NYPD. This is very different. Better. But still using her unconventional ways to find the truth. You're trying to sniff me, Miss Tassioni? <laughs> Elspeth, new series Thursdays on Global. Stream on Stack TV.